that I just exposed my soul to you for just a little while today. I, uh, I really feel like God has some things to say to us this morning. And I don't say that lightly. I've asked the Lord to let me just simply be his mouthpiece today. I don't want to preach a pretty sermon today. I, I want something to get into your heart from the things that God has given me to say to you this morning. Some of these things that I have touched on and preached before, and you know, somebody said, do you preach the same things over and over? When you've been preaching over 50 years, you will preach some things over. As a matter of fact, you'll preach them over and over. You didn't sing Amazing Grace one time and dispose of it, did you? Amen. So repetition is sometimes learning. So some of the things that I will say today, perhaps some of you have heard, but this is for somebody in this room today. I'll read from 1 Samuel chapter 30. You don't have to stand. Normally we stand for the reading of the word of the Lord, but you've stood for so long. 1 Samuel chapter 30. Let me read just a few verses of scripture there, beginning with verse 1. It came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city and behold, it was burned with fire and their wives and their daughters or their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Notice that. They, were, they weren't dead, they were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captives, Ahinoam and the Jezreelite, this, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his, for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. He encouraged himself. And David said to Abathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abathar brought thither the ephod to David, and David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered and said, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them. And without fail, somebody say without fail. The Lord said, Without fail, recover all. You're going to recover. You skip down to the 18th verse. The Bible said, And David recovered. All that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that they had taken to them. I love this. It just said, David recovered all. He recovered everything. Could I tell you today, it's time for you to take back your possessions. It's time for you to possess what is yours today. Oh, I feel a little preach coming upon me today. 
I feel like the Lord wants to say something to somebody in this room this morning. Amen? The Amalekites had managed to steal, S-T-E-A-L, steal, and carry away every man, woman, and child from David's camp while David was away. And the next thing that occurred is that David and all of his men wept profusely once they found out what had occurred in their life. The grieving was so bad that some of them wanted to stone the leader, who was David, and kill him right on the spot. You go read the book of 1 Samuel uh, chapter 30 and read that whole chapter. You will find that what I'm preaching to you today is very realistic and very real. Then the Bible or what did David do next? He didn't get afraid. He didn't stumble around. He just, the Bible said that he encouraged himself in the Lord. Could I pause long enough to tell you that sometimes nobody else is going to do it. You just need to encourage yourself in the Lord. Amen? It's, o- it's okay. I, David, you'll understand this. You, I worked for your daddy back in the 70s, and I sold insurance, and you've heard me tell about that experience many times. But they had us in a school over in Dallas, Texas, and they got us up every morning, and we would stand in front of a mirror and sing, I feel healthy, happy, and terrific. And you didn't feel like nothing. Who feels like anything at 6 o'clock in the morning? Hello? Some of you do. I'm an early riser, but not always do I feel healthy, happy, and terrific. But there comes a time in your walk with God that you have to get up from where you are in your dilemma, in your trial, in your situation, and you have to encourage yourself in the Lord. That's what David did. David didn't wait for anybody else to do it. His life was on the line. His two wives had been stolen, stolen, the sons and daughters. All the camp was empty because the enemy had came to steal, kill and destroy. I'm going to preach a little bit today because I believe the devil has slipped in on many lives and he's stolen some things that we need to walk right back into his camp today and take back what the devil has stolen from us. Somebody shout amen. In other words, he didn't give up. He didn't give in. He told himself, we're going to be okay. He connected back with God. He got his guidance from the Lord. He just simply went to pray. He got the ephod. He said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Do I go after him? Because if you tell me to go after him, I'm going after him. And the Lord said one word, pursue. He said, go get him. You you deserve what the devil has stolen from you. Now, can I preach a little bit today? I'm sick. I preached one time in this church years ago. I'll never forget it. I preached one time. I hate the devil, and I wish somebody would hate him with me. Does anybody remember that? I see two or three still around. I hate the devil. And, and there was an old boy here that every time I asked him to, he would jump up and scream, I hate the devil! And I want somebody to hate him with me. Let me tell you, I'm tired of his lying, stealing, conniving ways in the church. I'm tired of him treating people that are in this congregation and moving their lives 
backward instead of forward. Let the devil, the Bible said, the enemy has come to steal and to kill and to destroy. It is like the Amalek of 19, or excuse me, 2021. It's the Amalekites of our day. They've come to destroy what God has desired to put together in our life. I'm telling you, when he gives you joy, he don't mean for the devil to get your joy. When he gives you peace, he don't mean for the devil to steal your peace. When he gives you comfort, he don't mean for the devil to make you miserable again. Could somebody help me preach today? I'm tired of the devil stealing from people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the next, the next thing David does is after he gets permission, he gets his guys together and he goes to pursue. And the story ends literally with David recovering not one man, not one woman, not one child. The Bible said everything. He got every man back, every woman back, every child back that the enemy had stolen from him along with all the goods that they had taken out of the city. I read the whole chapter. I read how the young men came and told him where the Amalekites were and how he went to get them and, and he found them. Ladies and gentlemen, I just come to preach on a Sunday morning that God wants you to have the best. It's his desire for you to be in health and it's his desire for you to prosper. It's his desire for you to be at peace. It's his desire for you to have joy like a river. It's his desire for you to be comforted. It's his desire for you to be full of the Holy Ghost. It's his desire for you to be baptized in water. It's his desire for you to be eternally saved. And I've come to preach on a Sunday morning. Don't let the devil take that. And if he has taken that, you need to go back and recover what the devil has stolen from you. Somebody shout about it today. Hallelujah. See, when 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 uh, when Israel when Israel was gone into captivity. The Bible said in Obadiah 17 it, it said but the Mount Zion shall be deliverance. In, upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness and the house of Jacob and it says this shall possess their possessions. They're going to get what is theirs. You take our land devil we're coming after you you take our kids devil we're coming I'm telling you I'm preaching to somebody today your kids are astray your marriage is in trouble your finances have hit the rocks you're going through something on your job you need to stop and say Lord shall I pursue and I'm here to tell you the voice of God today is saying you go back and you get everything the enemy has taken out of your camp you go back because God's desire is that you be happy and you have health and wealth and prosper and be eternally right with God. Hallelujah. Amos chapter 9, the Lord spoke through the prophet and said, in that, in that day will I raise up the tabernacle of David that is fallen and close up the breaches thereof. And I will raise up his ruins, ruins, and I will build it as in the days of old, that they may possess the remnant of Edom, and all that the heathen, which are called by my name, saith the Lord that doeth this. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper, and the treader of grapes him that soweth grapes. 
and the mountains shall drop sweet wine and all the hills shall melt and I will bring again the captivity of the, the people of my people of Israel and they shall build the waste cities and inhabit them and they shall plant vineyards and drink the wine thereof and they shall also make gardens and eat the food of them and I will plant them upon their land and they shall no more be pulled up out of their land which I have given them saith the Lord thy God ladies and gentlemen he's coming to restore if you read Joel chapter 2 the great revival that is coming he will restore what the canker worm has eaten up he'll restore everything that you've ever lost God wants you to recover you don't you don't need to take a back seat and let the devil whisper in your ear that it's all over I'm here to tell you today if you'll step out by faith God in the presence of the almighty will take care of every need of your life and you can recover what the demons of hell have stolen he'll steal your freedom he'll make you where you're not free anymore He'll steal your peace. He'll make you roll in the bed all night long and, and have, have such a, 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 a spirit upon you of worry and pain. He'll steal your children. He'll drag them into the drug world. Come on now. He'll inject into your family the beliefs of the Hollywood world. You want me to preach? You want me to shut up? He'll inject into the minds of our kids that some things are okay that are not okay. It's quiet in here, isn't it? Y'all know I'm fixing to preach. That's why you got quiet on me. God's not happy with same-sex marriages. God's not happy with abortion. God's not happy with that. But the world will steal every value that we have. I was telling somebody this week, about the message I preached years ago. I read it in a book, actually, about two boys that got in a, a store. And they were just mischievous boys. They, wasn't, they didn't break in the store to steal everything. It, that wasn't their intention. They got to laughing, thinking how funny it would be just take price tags and change price tags around. Just, you know, take a $100 item and put 25 cents on it. Take a 50-cent item and put 20 bucks on it. And, uh, and they did that throughout the store. And the next morning, when the, the, the folks at the register started checking people out, they suddenly realized, whoa, something's wrong here. But you know what they did? They changed the values. Our world's way out of kilter. Way out of kilter. It's sad when we pay folks millions of dollars that can't even write their name. We, 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 we give school teachers pennies on the dollar. Oh, I, I don't know what you came to hear, but here it is. 
You see, the devil's injecting into your mind and into your children and into your family. It's okay for this now because everybody's involved in this and everybody's doing this. And it's okay to do that now. Let me tell you, it's never okay just because everybody does it. It's never okay just because the world says it's okay. We got to gauge ourselves by the Word of God. Is anybody with me today? So, so I'm not up here just to make brownie points with you today. I'm not here to entertain you today. I'm here to tell you what we're seeing in America and in our families and in our children is an injection of the enemy that's trying to steal. They're not literally walking in and grabbing them out of your bedroom and taking them out and hiding them somewhere. But I'll tell you what they're doing. They're coming through your television and they're coming through your computer and they're coming through the books at school and they're coming to people through people that are living minds that are now teaching our kids and our college students. It's time that we recover. It's time that we go back and we get everything the devil has tried to steal. You may tell you something. I'm not the president. I'm not a congressman. I don't want to be. But I'll tell you what will heal America. If we'd recover prayer. If we'd recover righteousness. If we'd recover the things that, that's been stolen from us that God wants us to have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something else. He'd like to steal our anointing, Brother Roy. He'd like to steal that. He'd like to have preachers that won't preach like I'm preaching today. He'd like for you to go to a dead church and leave unchanged. But in this tabernacle today, God is going to turn somebody's mind around. God is going to heal somebody's heart. God is going to fix somebody's situation because we're recovering what the devil has tried to steal from us. Come on, somebody shout and praise God here today. It's not about me. It's about him. Let me tell you what he's a master at. He's a master at stealing praise. That's what he's a master at. He'll steal your praise. Anybody remember when God first touched you? You didn't care who knew it. You didn't care what it looked like. Come on now. You, you, you didn't care. You raised your hands. Big old smile. You turned around and hugged the one that you used to hate. And it, you might even danced in the spirit a little bit. I don't know what you did. But here's what I can tell you. The devil steals praise. He'll shut you up if he can. He'll set you down on a, on a pew. And won't, he don't want you lifting your hands. He don't want you clapping your hands. He don't want you lifting your voice. I preached it to you today. You say, well, that's not me. For Yes, it is. Some of you in this place today. You're not near the person that you used to be in the Lord because he stole your anointing and he stole your praise and you don't even know it. You need to go and find the Amalekites today and say, devil, you liar, I'm taking back what you stole. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house today. See, I'm preaching something needful here this morning. You need to go possess your possessions. They belong to you. God gave them to you. God gave you that song. God gave you that praise. God gave you that testimony. God gave you that shout. God gave you that dance. God gave you that freedom. God gave you that liberty. God gave you that anointing. God gave you that talent. God, Let me tell you, he'll steal your talent too. The devil would like to steal your talent and set you down and shut you up where you won't do anything for God. Let me tell you, say, ladies and gentlemen, would you hear me today? It's time for you to go back 
and possess what is rightfully yours. I don't know about all that preacher. I'm pretty satisfied. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. You get satisfied. How long has it been since you had a good old Holy Ghost breakdown? How long has it been since you had a good old prayer meeting where you wept and cried and uh, pardon me, I'm a little bit rude, but you slung snot and slobber everywhere. But you was in the Holy Ghost and you was praying. God was getting a hold of you. Anybody ever been there? You, the Bible talks about praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying and weeping before God and telling God, I need a touch of God in my life. I'm telling you right now, well, if, if you're to that place today, I take you where I went this morning because I knelt down. Let me tell you what I did this very day. I knelt down. There's an old green leather chair recliner in my office and that's why I pray. And I knelt down and I put my hand brother Jason upon that little quilt that's laying up and I said Lord Jesus Christ let the spirit of G.E. Chance come on me preaching this morning because I know what kind of man he was I need a holy anointing today I need something that man can't give me today I'm not here to occupy and to tell stories and to make somebody feel good God I need an anointing today I need the Holy Ghost this morning I need the power of God this morning does anybody here want to go back and get what the devil has stolen out of your life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, we quote John 10 and 10. Just remain standing. It's okay. I'm, 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 I'm circling the airport. Said the thief. Everybody say, that's the devil said the thief cometh not but for to steal to kill and to destroy we, we say that and then we move on but there's more to that scripture you ready but Jesus said this he said I am come that they might have life not just life but they might have it more abundantly I come to give back everything the devil's stealing Everything he's killing, everything he's tried to destroy, God said, I came to give you life, and I came to give it to you abundantly. I'm not afraid of the devil today. You know what my daddy used to say? He used to say, if you don't ever meet the devil, you're probably going the same way he is. That's a thought. Huh? You don't ever go through a trial or a tribulation or a situation in your life where you have to pray. <laughs> you may be going the wrong way. You with me? Is anybody here a witness that when you really start to pray, the devil really starts to fight? When you really start to search for God, he really starts to put up a fight? You really start to get close to God. He wants to move in and make sure you don't. Amen. That's why, look, let, let, let me just be honest with you. That's why when folks come into the church, their, their, their praise is high. Their anointing is, is on fire. They come in here. 
pardon me, and, 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 and you can't keep them shut up. You can't keep them quiet. They won't be quiet. But they come in to worship and they come in to praise and they come in to give God glory. And they come and they won't miss a service. They're here on Sundays. They're here on Wednesdays. They're here if we have a special service. They're here whenever we have church. They want to be involved in everything. But suddenly the devil, he gets them occupied. You ready? Occupied. Occupied with jobs. Occupied with parties. Occupied with friends. Occupied with everything that's going on. Let me tell you how easy it would have been. I'm not pinning roses on me. But I'm going to tell you it could have been very easy for me and not flown in here close to midnight last night and got up this morning to preach. But you know why I did? Because I don't want my fire going out. I don't want nothing being taken from me. I want a devil to know that I might enjoy some things in life, but nothing is more important than the house of God. Nothing's more important than my worship. Nothing's more important than my anointing. And then suddenly you see people and, and, and you don't see them very often. And when you start seeing people not very often, you hear this pastor today. It won't be long till you won't see him at all. This is pastor appreciation. Y'all still love me? You better because I'm telling you the truth. Don't let the devil steal that from you. Don't let the devil take that from you. Don't let the devil pull that rug out from under your feet. You go back and say, devil, I'm coming to get my stuff. Enough is enough. Rusty Goodman sang a song many years ago. Enough is enough. I'm coming to get my stuff. I'm coming to possess what I rightfully own. I got some things being a child of God that the Lord gave me that you can't take away. And if you think you're taking them away, you're wrong. I'm coming after them on this Sunday morning. I'm coming to get them back. I'm telling you, I'm not preaching just to have breath and preach over this, over this pulpit today. I'm preaching so somebody can recover. Somebody can recover. I got to look up a scripture right quick. I got it in my notes somewhere. I want to end with it because it's so powerful. I'm going to skip all kind of pages here. So y'all, if I preach all this, you never will get to Catfish Charlie's. And some of you so carnal, you'd rather have catfish than the word. Whoo, hallelujah, glory to God, amen. Here's what Paul said to Timothy. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 26, he said that they may recover themselves, recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captivity by him at his will. Not your will, at his will. You're taken captivity. It, can I read it in the NIV? Here it says, it says this, and that, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. Could I read it in the American Standard Version? I just love the scripture. And they may recover themselves out of the snares of the devil, having been taken captive by him unto his will. I say unto you on this Sunday morning, it is time for you to recover and possess your possessions. Think with me. Think with me in the closing moments of this service today. How many of you in here, the devil's tried to steer your health? Uh-huh. Look around. Let me ask you this. Who's been healed by the power of God in this room? 
See, see what, see what the Lord can do. See what He can do. I'm not asking you to raise your hand on this, but who's don't don't make a show. But I'm asking this question until you think: Who's in a financial situation today that you need God to intervene? I'm not asking you to raise your hand for this, but who who's who, who is it here that your family is in in a in, in a little situation that God needs to take over for you? God needs to put that back together for you. Amen. You see, the Bible, we used to sing a, a song when I was just a kid. The devil is a, y'all remember this, the devil is a sly old fox. If I'd catch him, I'd put him in the box. Lock the box and throw away the key for all those lies he's told on me. Anybody remember that song? Well, you can't put him in a box, but let me tell you what he is. He is a master deceiver. He is a master thief. He is a liar above all liars. He's the father of every lie. And he can't tell the truth if he wanted to because the Bible said the truth is not in him. He's a liar from the word go. And I'm telling you right now, you've been listening to the wrong source and the wrong voice. And God sent a preacher here this morning to tell you you don't have to be there. You don't have to go through that. He don't have to steal what you've got. You can have it all back. You can get everything back that the devil has stolen today and you can possess it all over again because it's yours. Who'll walk to the foot of this room when they start singing and say it's mine God and taking it back. You don't have to tell me about it. It's not a confession time but it's a time of faith. Who'll walk down here today and say I'm possessing my possession. I'm coming after the things that are rightfully mine. I'm coming to believe God that he's going to restore me today. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to come right now. Hurry with your hands raised. Praying and seeking God. Believe in God today. Believe in God right now. Hallelujah. Somebody in this room's about to get a miracle. Somebody's about to get an answer. Somebody's going to be healed today. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. I want you to come stand close. Come stand close. Come on. Let's go. I want you close here today. It, it, it doesn't matter who you are. Just come in here and worship with us today. This is no trick. This is just saying, God, it's mine. I'm tired of the devil lying to me. I'm tired of being who I am. I'm tired of living where I'm at. I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Be all right. Yes, I've got a 
preacher he didn't have a good track record but when he realized God was on his trail and what the devil had done to him he said Lord created me a clean heart and renewing me a right spirit and then he said restore unto me somebody say restore unto me I want to be restored today I want the restoring to come today I want the joy of the Lord to come to me Look, I don't know where you're at in your walk with God. To judge today, I can't, I can't look out across this congregation and say, yeah, you need this. And you, I'm not a prophet. I don't claim to be a prophet. Here's what I do know. In this congregation today, there's people that have lost things over time. There's things that the devil has stolen from you over time. And in my, your mind today, while the word of God is going forth, you know, you know in your heart, there's some things that you need to go back and get a hold of and bring them back into your life. And it can only happen with a, with a touch of God in your life. Amen? Amen. Am I preaching to everybody in this room today? Come on, how many of us have lost things? Lost things. We want the devil, we want him to get out of that, that area of our life. Put your hands up all over this room. Father, would you restore today? Would you restore to our young people, our elders, all of the saints of God here today? Would you just do some restoring right now? Would you let us possess our possessions this morning? Would you let us have the things back that the devil's trying to steal from us? Lord, it's your will for us to recover. It's your will for us to come to our senses. It's your will for us to possess our own possessions. It's your will, Lord. Bless every hand that's raised here right now. Bless every heart that's opened here right now. Let somebody receive the gift of God. Let somebody receive the presence of God. An answer to a prayer. An anointing in their life. Let somebody receive it right now, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Put your hands together all over this room. Put your hands together. 